Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of Talking Points with KPI. Today's guest is Cam. He is a Swiss Army knife here at KPI. We talked about that before. Um, but he does it all. He's a big pitching program guy, and we're going to get to know him a little bit. So first of all, Cam, uh, first of all, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, hometown, where you're from, childhood. Uh, so I grew up in, in California. I lived in King City for most of my life and then moved up to go to uh, Palma High School in Salinas. Uh, I played a lot of sports growing up. I actually quit baseball for a while because I got bored playing it. Um, then in high school, I, I was playing basketball and baseball. Ended up looking in the mirror like, okay, I'm not going to be very tall. Like, I probably have a better chance playing baseball. Mm-hmm. So I ended up sticking to baseball. Uh, <laughs> I became a PO my junior year of high school because I was brutal at hitting. Okay. Um, but actually hadn't pitched a ton up yeah. to that point. Um, and then you were just a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, I was just a pitcher that couldn't hit. Gotcha. Um, so they just naturally kind of pushed me more towards pitching. Um, my senior year was the first year I really got to like start a lot and pitch. Uh, I ended up going like 60, 70 innings. Oh, nice. um, and actually, like I, I had a pretty good velo jump, got a few offers, um, but kind of realized, you know, like I don't have a lot of experience pitching. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go the junior college route. Mm-hmm. Went to Modern Peninsula Junior College, uh, had a couple really fun years out there, enjoyed it a lot, uh, met some really good guys. We had guys from all over the world, it was a really good experience for me. Um, and coming out of there, I, I had a few offers, um, but I had a really good GPA, so I wanted to go to a decently uh, academic school. Um, went to a camp down at UC San Diego. Um, they didn't have any money left, but they liked what they saw, so I went down there as a recruited walk-on, um, and it's kind of where stuff kind of started to go downhill for me. Um, it was like a day or two before we started our first inner squad, and I was biking home from practice, and I got uh, ran off the road by a car. Wow. Uh, went headfirst over my, my uh, uh, bike. Yeah. And landed chin and knee first, got uh, seven stitches in my chin, bone bruised my knee, and it was just like cut up everywhere because yeah. it was uh, on the pavement. Yep. And that put me out probably a month, month and a half of fall. Uh, I rushed back, tried to get back to, to like prove myself, uh, and I just, I did terrible. I did a lot of pressure, I kind of crumbled a little bit, and I just like didn't have a lot of time to really ramp back up. So I'm going to stop you here. Um, I'm going to make you backtrack just a little bit. So okay. let's talk about the struggles. I mean, not even necessarily a struggle in the sense, because you said you went from not really pitching junior year and then that senior year you had over 60 innings. Mm-hmm. So kind of talk about that transition. And then even you can go into the transition to choosing JC, because you said that. You said, I, I just didn't feel developed, went to a camp. I just chose JC. So kind of talk about that two to three year period of what like the mental state was for you. So I, I always liked pitching. I never, I never got the opportunity to do it a ton, but I liked being in control, like yeah. feeling like I was kind of controlling my destiny. Yeah. Um, and I also sucked at hitting, so it's like <laughs> that right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm obviously gonna gravitate towards something where I feel like I have a better chance to be successful. Absolutely. Um, and I honestly going to like from I think my junior year I threw ten innings. 
um, but I got hurt. Um, rehab came back. And that's midway through junior year you got hurt? Yeah, I was okay. midway through. Bone bruised my elbow. It honestly might have been little years elbow, but yeah. uh, didn't really you didn't know, know at the time. Um, rehab came back, um, and kind of out of nowhere, I, I went from like high 70s, low 80s to like 86, 88, touching 90, yeah. 91. Um, and that made it not easy, but I wasn't in like a super crazy conference, yeah. so I probably threw like 90% fastballs. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't really know where the ball was going. I was just out there, like I was a thrower yep. at that point. Um, so the transition wasn't anything crazy. It was more of like, I just felt more and more comfortable as the year went on. Confidence like, to grow. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I developed routines, like understood like when I needed to be on the mound mm-hmm. before home or away game yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Um, and so when it came time to kind of make that decision, I got recruited really late. It was all like during my senior season. Yeah. Um, and kind of looking at the schools that recruited me, I knew they, they had a reputation for bringing in uh, a lot of guys for the fall. Okay. So I was like, okay, do I go somewhere where I may get some innings, like it's going to be hit or miss, yeah. and like I'm going to be behind all these upperclassmen, or do I go somewhere where I can continue like throwing more innings than I would at a four Progressing. Year? Yeah, and building that confidence, kind of uh, still developing as a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of kind of my rationale behind it. And I feel like looking back, I wouldn't change anything. Like uh, it was definitely the best. Absolutely. So you talk about that transition kind of being seamless and just kind of a as you do better, natural confidence starts to build. And I feel like a lot of kids kind of feel that in high school, especially the the college athletes that do end up going, even JC players in. If you consider yourself a JC player, you are still better than your average high school player. Absolutely. Which is a difference that a lot of people don't understand. Um, so you see that a lot. But now talk about the transition. You get to JC. Mm-hmm. You feel comfortable in JC. You're with freshmen. You're with sophomores. Talk about that transition from JC to San Diego as a recruited walker. Uh, so in JC, I had... I had a lot of struggles uh, with command. I was still kind of a thrower, mm-hmm. um, especially my freshman year. My freshman year, I did terrible. Um, going into sophomore year, I I just started lifting. Don't tell Dan; he would, <laughs> he would have hated the inner camp. Uh, I started lifting. I felt a lot stronger. I put on probably twenty pounds, um, and I had a really good really good start to the year. Mm-hmm. Um, got thrown from the bullpen. I was closing to starting and I just did not do very well starting. Yeah. Uh, arm got pretty beat up. We were pretty short on pitching, so I just, Threw kind it. of the attitude where like, I'm gonna take the ball and throw as many pitches as they'll let me. Yeah. Uh, which probably wasn't the smartest thing, but um, going from that to division two, I mean, the reason I picked UCSD is because they had really good facilities, it was a really good school, really good coaching staff, and they were in the, like, going to the World Series yeah. a lot. Yeah. So it was like a chance to win at a very high level Absolutely. Uh, and kind of push myself, like see what mm-hmm. I'm kind of made of. Um, and I loved it down there. They, that's where I was first introdu- introduced to throwing plyos uh, and like uh, more structured like throwing programs. Um, and the, the weight room, like the weight room work was incredible. I got yeah. a lot stronger. Um, it was just like, I thought it was a really good fit, but at the end of the day, I, I wasn't healthy. I had that, that incident happen, and then I didn't really perform um, and ended up getting cut at the end of fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it comes down to the logistics of it. They had guys that they knew could perform yeah. where I didn't really 
didn't really prove myself in the limited opportunities I got. And the unluckiness of getting injured, it just all steamrolled right. itself down. Yeah, it was yeah. just kind of a, a snowball effect. Yeah. Um, so after UCSD, I transferred in the same division uh, or same conference okay. up to San Francisco State. Nice. Uh, my brother was actually up there at the time, okay. so that kind of influenced my decision. Mm-hmm. Knew what I was getting into, knew the coaching staff, players, etc. Um, instead of just going in blind to yeah. some program. Um, so it was kind of a weird scenario where I ended up getting to pitch against UC San Diego and like okay. in the conference I would have been in so I'm gonna regardless. Stop talk about that game. So talk about, <laughs> I want to know, I don't, we don't care necessarily how you did, but it's going to show in the fact how you tell me what the mental state was. Uh, I was really anxious going in. Like, uh, Probably the most butterflies. Were you starting this game? No, no, no. I, incoming I came in close. Okay. Um, it was it's like, even a bigger one, if, if you think about it. Yeah, so it was, uh, it was the Friday night game. Okay, so that's uh, day one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and our starter goes six or seven with like 12, 13 punchies. Yeah. Like he dealt. Yeah. Um, someone, I think someone tried to bridge the gap. Okay. I come in with one or two outs in the eighth. Okay. Um, and it was just blood was going. I was yeah. going way too quick and could feel it. Uh, walk a couple guys, get out of it. Next inning, I think I drilled the first guy um, and then ended up getting out of the inning. But as soon as that last out happened, like it was just like that was probably the, the best moment I've had on the field. Just like for yeah. yeah, not that I hated UCSC, but it was kind of like a senior coming. Yeah, seeing all the battles that you had with that team come to fruition now at this other school. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, like you said, it just so happened to be them. No hard feelings, but it, it just brings the emotion out. Mm-hmm. It just makes that, I mean, scenario just ten times more. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. It was it was probably my favorite moment on the on the field looking back. Um, and I did I did okay that year. Still a lot of issues with walks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I feel like in terms of competing at that level, like I I felt like I had a chance to be like a pretty good player um, and kind of push myself. Absolutely. Uh, the, my senior year. Um, and kind of going from there, that was pretty much my last full healthy season. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going to driveline that summer after. Um, looking to, to develop some off-speed because um, sliders hit or miss. My velo had gone up since starting driveline. I was like 90 to 93, touching four or five. Um, and so I was like, okay, if I can if I can put some things together, like maybe I can get signed. Get a secondary, yeah. Uh, and kind of go from there. Um, and I driveline was uh, a really good experience for me, kind of the first time getting introduced to a lot of the tech stuff. Mm. Um doing pitch design sessions and going through velo like the culture there was incredible um and that's kind of what uh sparked my my love for the training side of the game um but so when you i don't mean to cut you off but when you say training do you mean coaching in the aspect of training or training at because you had started training your freshman year of college Mm -hmm. so that's when you were introduced to training so so called but driveline, did that put in a different perspective to your personal training or the way you thought about training other people? I'd say both. Okay. So initially I'd started, I did like uh, some CrossFit mm-hmm. workouts. Yeah. Don't tell Dan. <laughs> um, and 
I was I was basically just going to like an in, in, in shape gym and just doing like basically bodybuilder lifts, yeah. like just trying to get strong. Like ecstatic movements. Mass yeah. equals gas. So yeah. I was just trying to put on as much weight as I could. Um, and then I guess UCSD was kind of the first like structured workout, like actually having a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then transitioning from that to driveline, it was just more of a holistic approach. Like the training and the throwing can kind of go together and blend to like kind of go towards the same goal. Absolutely. Um, and open my eyes more so to like uh, the tech and like having a structured throwing routine. Okay. Um, and it just kind of evolved evolve from there so going from driveline then like you say that's your last healthy season you're mm-hmm. kind of battling injury from here and there uh, I won't let you go into that much detail about it but talk about from you coming out of baseball to working at KPI okay I want to talk about that process so <clears throat> my junior year was 2018 mm-hmm. 2019 and 2020 uh, both years I got hurt okay Med redded 2019 uh, with thoracic outlet syndrome. Try to come back, uh, rehabbed, did everything. Ended up having to get a couple of uh, nerve blockers in my brachial plexus. Okay. And then um, dropped my arm slot, started slinging it a little bit. Nice. Um, and then first bullpen back at school, my shoulder just felt terrible. I cut it short and it just never bounced back. Um, couldn't throw a ball like 45 feet without like stabbing in my shoulder. Um, go get checked out, uh, torn labrum, some issues with my rotator cuff, um, get a PRP shot mm-hmm. or cortisone shot, mm-hmm. um, and drop my arm slot even lower. Just like, you know what, this is my last chance. Don't yeah. really like, I don't have, uh, any more red shirts yeah. to fall back on. Um, first outing of the year, uh, it went all right. It was whatever, like three days later. We get the call on our way down to LA, turn around, uh, like because of COVID, yeah. season's basically canceled. Yeah. Um, and you were so, so for those of you that don't know, I was, I played in college as well in San Francisco to D2. Uh, they were the first school on the, basically the West Coast to kind of cancel that, mm-hmm. to cancel their season. And that was like, you guys were the conference that everybody kind of set their example around in California. And so to hear that from a player, like, you guys were on your way mm-hmm. to, like, L.A., like, that's crazy. We were at home still and, like, trying to figure out what everybody was doing. And, like, to hear you guys, that you guys cut it off and that was it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it was, it was really weird. I mean, everything was weird at that yeah, time. But sure. um, they, they told us it was basically, like, a pause. Like, they were holding off on the season, hoping, like, two weeks a month, whatever they thought, yeah. like, hopefully it would clear up and we could, like... Play, like salvage whatever yeah. um, but we all kind of do like yeah. when, when we got back to uh, school and we're kind of like talking like waiting for our coach to talk more to the athletic director and stuff I, uh, I went up to one of the uh, our like athletic trainer I was yeah. like hey like let's get this surgery rolling because um, I couldn't do like day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. um, I was like like might as well get it done while the school it pays Still for it um, and try to get healthy going forward um, and I honestly, I didn't know at that time that we were going to get a year of eligibility back. Yeah. So it was more so just for my overall well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they told us we were going to get that year back, I was like, okay. Luckily enough, my parents were fine with it. I was going to uh, take the fall off and work, yeah. um, help pay for stuff, and then go up um, and basically be a freshman again at SF State, take some coaching classes because at that point, 
I knew like I wanted to be a coach or a yeah. trainer uh, to some extent. Um, but our season got canceled in November or so. Yep. Uh, moved back home in January, and uh, the way I found out about KPI. My brother, who's still at SF State, yep. was on Instagram and saw a post for KPI looking for uh, hitting and pitching interns. Hmm. And it was just like luck of the draw. Yeah. Uh, we sent Eric an email, come up here, interview. Wow. Uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, the yeah. rest is history pretty much. So now, we're gonna, now we get to how you got here. So I want to talk about kind of your role and what you have. So we talked to... Uh, uh, we talked to uh, Eric and Dan a little bit about their pitching program and how they came up, and then we talked to Justin a little bit about how he was brought up through it. Mm-hmm. That's all the beginning stuff. You were here when KPI was already a thing. Right. So kind of talk about how that process was for you coming in. So in the beginning, like going in, I, I knew the drive line, like throwing drills. I knew some of the tread stuff. Um, and like I had a good foundation of like, okay, I had done research on my own, like, going through articles about pitch design, like trying to learn pitch types and stuff. Um, but I didn't know how to apply like any of it. I didn't have really my voice for coaching yet. Mm-hmm. So as an intern in the first probably two or three weeks, I was kind of more in the shadows, like observing, like trying to figure out like how KPI runs. So mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I was really afraid to like mess things up, like yeah. tell kids the wrong way to do it. Um, so in the beginning, I, I was kind of overwhelmed, like trying to figure out how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also January, the month before season started, yeah. when kids hadn't played for a full year. Yeah. So it was just utter chaos in here. Um, so in the beginning, I didn't really have uh, a voice or really an idea of like programming, the throwing program in general. It was more so like I knew what specific drills like were supposed to look like. So mm-hmm. I just kind of more helped facilitate plyos and like walk through walk kids through their short boxes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it really wasn't until, so I interned to train cause I was still trying to play at the time, mm-hmm. uh, from January to March, no, April, like mid April. Okay. And then I became the JV head coach at Carmel high school. Nice. Um, I just, I was strapped for cash. I yep. needed some, some money and it was a good opportunity for me to like, kind of get thrown into an uncomfortable situation where I would have to like find my New voice thing, and like yeah. lead a team. Yep. Um, and it, that was a very like big moment for me, like coming back off of that, like, and back into the facility, it had really helped me find my voice and like, feel like I had more, not control over the players, but I knew yeah. how to like, it's voice. not, yeah, it's you're, it's, I, I understand what you mean by you say control, you're earning that respect back. It's you, you want people to know that you know what you're talking about in mm-hmm. a sense. And being able to see those kids gives you that validation that, oh, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking to a screen over COVID and mm-hmm. trying to figure stuff out. So, um, but I want to talk about what, so you, you talk about all this stuff like driveline, tread. Mm-hmm. Now you're at KPI. It's a lot of, those are like, we're trying to make our name that headway, right. like that driveline, that, that tread. What makes KPI a little different? I'd say, like, the overall community. Like, mm-hmm. when I went up to Driveline, it was guys coming in and out, like, maybe there for a week and then flying back home. Or, like, guys from high school, colleges, like, all over the place, other than the guys I lived with and, like, a couple of other guys that were there the whole summer. It was kind of like a revolving door of guys in and out. 
Um, and with, uh, I mean, obviously the, the culture there was incredible and I still got a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then for, for Tread, working remotely, I was kind of missing that uh, like in-house feeling where I could have face-to-face conversations. And I still developed a lot with Tread, um, but I'd say for, for KPI, like having this community and like pulling from high school, local high schools, like up into SoCal or down into SoCal and up to like San Francisco, wherever, like even though we have some guys that commute a bit, like they all train here against guys or train with guys they play against. So I'd say it just develops like a, a brotherhood almost of uh, this culture where you're training to get better, but also like doing it with kids that live around you and you yeah. play against. So it's just, I, I feel like it's very unique in Gives that way. The, in the sense that friendly competition that everyone's mm-hmm. kind of looking for. Um, so I'm going to kind of, I got two more questions for you. I'm going to okay. ask the first one, where do you see KPI in five years? Oof, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, hopefully at that point, our name is similar to that of Driveline and Tread, where it's like, if you're in the baseball community, KPI, like, you know who we are, where we are, uh, kind of what we stand for. Um, and I mean, at that point, it's hard to say or to kind of wish for this, but it would be cool to have, like, a, a control over the California market where, like, we have a lot of guys in SoCal, a lot of guys from, like, all over California and then also branching out into, like, more professional ranks. Like, I feel like right now, even even locally, uh, a lot of people know us more so for, like, the youth and the high school kids, mm-hmm. not, so as, uh, not so much as, like, the college and pro right. guys. Um, so hopefully we can, we can kind of build that up. Like, we definitely have the capabilities to do it. It's more so, like, just getting them in here and kind of proving our worth. Um, but, I mean, we're, what, we just celebrated our, our one year. Yep. So we're still relatively young, and we have a... I think we have a chance in five years to be pretty pretty big and successful. I agree. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. I, I asked Justin this uh, in his pitching podcast. Please go check that out. Um, but what? So through all the experiences, making it full circle right now, all the experiences, all the struggles, all the success. How has that helped you now to be the coach that you are today? Hmm. I'd say just like my ability to relate to a lot of different situations. Like we have guys going through major surgeries where I can check in on them and like talk them through the mental side of like coming back from a major surgery. I feel like a lot of people, you get a timestamp like nine, 10, 12 months, whatever, but most people don't realize like how mentally exhausting it is going through that process every single day. So having that, uh, that like insight to what they're going through and uh, ability to talk to them about that as well as, I mean, I haven't had this uh, conversation with anyone yet, but um, like guys that end up having to transfer where like there's a stigma about it. Like either you're a quitter or you weren't good enough. Like sometimes stuff just happens. And, yeah. uh, so I'm looking forward to like using the experiences good and bad that I've been through to provide unique experience and perspective for guys that are going through similar stuff. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for sitting down and talking to me. This has been Talking Points with KPI, episode 17. This has been Cam, the Swiss Army Nice of KPI. Just have to get that in one more time. Please check out us on social media, all our socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. 
This podcast will be on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube, so please give it a look. Once again, Talking Points with KPI, episode number 17. See you guys next time.